Gap Year Universe, I'm Margot Brookfield. And I'm Julia Rogers. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing gap year adventure. So Julia, I don't know about you in Vermont, but it certainly is exciting to see fall heading our way and, you know, really kicking off and getting into this next season of Gap Year Radio. I'm super excited about it. Yes, definitely. And fall is definitely here and almost gone in Vermont. (laughs) Yeah, as I said, we're kind of on the front end of fall here in Oregon. For whatever reason, it's still been like hot summer weather, but the leaves are changing. So it feels like this weird, I'm like, I'm hot, but it looks like fall. So I'm trying to get used to that in my brain. Um, (laughs) But it's pumpkin spice latte season. And we know it. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm just about there. I have been burning my pumpkin candles in my house for about a week now. So I'm really getting myself into that spirit and excited to just really, yes, dig into fall here in the mountains. That's awesome. So you were able to speak with a Gap Year alum this week. So tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So today on the pod, you're going to hear from Caleb Kyle, who is a Gap Year alum from Outward Bound Costa Rica. Um, He did his Gap Year this past year and is one of the many students who had their Gap Year interrupted by COVID as well, um, but spent the first half of that semester in Costa Rica with Outward Bound. That's very cool. And, you know, I think that one of the great things about profiling a program like Outward Bound Costa Rica is that it reflects the diversity of outdoor programs that we're seeing on offer for Gap Year students this year. You know, where there's um, a lot of programs domestically like Knowles, Outward Bound's, you know, USA-based programs, HMI, a lot of really amazing outdoor-based programs that are able to run this year because, you know, being outside is a lot safer than being inside. Totally. And being being able to create that small cohort environment that, you know, might not be possible in larger environments like a college or university where students are now, as we've seen, turning to gap years maybe instead of that this year um, and seeing that be really successful. And what's also interesting, um, you know, obviously Caleb had a different experience this past year in that, you know, the beginning of his program at least was pre-COVID. Most of his gap year was pre-COVID. But um, Costa Rica is one of the countries that is currently opening itself up to foreign travelers and currently from certain states from the United States. Um, But as I think you mentioned, Outward Bound is onboarding students for the spring. Is that right? That's right. Yep. And yeah, they are slowly opening up um, to new states. Vermont is currently able to go, but I don't know if Oregon is, Margo. (laughs) I I was looking at this recently for my own programming purposes, but I'm not I'm not sure if I saw Oregon on that list. So yeah. And, you know, it's obviously there's so much that is that is changeable about planning for the second half of of the gap years this year. But we are, I think, very hopeful that there will be some, um, I guess, innovations around the rapid testing, which I think will really positively impact the, the travel market. Market. Is that something that you would, you know, agree with as a program director? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, even what we're seeing right now, testing options are becoming so much more accessible than they were early summer or in the spring, especially, um, or it's just becoming a lot more yeah, possible. Um, I've also been seeing for a couple of other international locations where a lot of places, and as we are seeing with Hawaii, who just opened up their testing for travel option later this month, um, a lot of countries that are saying that if you can provide a negative COVID test within 72 hours of traveling, you can go to that place without a quarantine. And so I think that as airlines and countries are coming up with these policies, there's going to be a lot more opportunity, you know, hopefully fingers crossed and, and in a responsible way to be able to travel internationally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear more about Caleb's experience because um, Costa Rica is one of my favorite places. So. Oh my gosh, me too. That, you know, just as they say, the Pura Vida lifestyle is very much, um, you know, 
the way that you travel in that part of the world. So I'm, I love Costa Rica as well, and I'm excited for him to share his story with the listeners out there. Awesome. Well, thanks to everyone out there for being here, and let's get started. Caleb, we are excited to have you on the podcast today to chat about your gap year experience. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Perfect. So Caleb is joining us from Colorado today. I'm here in uh, my home base of Bend, Oregon. But um, Caleb, I'd love to just start with like generally speaking, you know, year and a half, two years ago, whenever it was, what made you decide to pursue a gap year as an option? Um, it was actually super late or last minute. Um, my mom and my dad had been talking and they had like brought up, um, a gap year and they talked about it with me. And so we like got on, um, online and started looking for different programs. Um, and my mom actually found a, I guess it's technically a school called Cape and Ray, New Zealand. It's a torchbearers program. Um, and so I decided to go to New Zealand in... July, I think the third week of July of last year, um, and then I lived there for eight weeks and went to school there for eight weeks, then I had two-week break, um, and then, yeah, so I was just, like, doing stuff there, um, and then I got back, and I actually didn't decide to go to Costa Rica until, um, like, the last week before I left New Zealand, um, <laughs> so it was also a very last-minute thing as well. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I, I have to say New Zealand has certainly been top of my bucket list for quite some time now. And so, you know, what else did, where in New Zealand were you based? I know we, we were connected obviously through Outward Bound Costa Rica. I definitely want to talk about that experience this past spring for you and how that was, but yeah, what exactly did you do in New Zealand? Where were you based? Um, or yeah, what were your favorite free time activities there? Uh, yeah. So first off, I've been to like a lot of different countries. Um, and New Zealand's the only one like I need to go back to. Um, so definitely hit that if it's on your bucket list. <laughs> um, but I was based out of Cambridge, New Zealand, which is two hours south of Auckland. And like the closest town would be Hamilton, I guess, like bigger city would be Hamilton. Um, and so I did the program was, uh, originally 20 weeks of schooling, I believe. Um, but my visa wasn't processed, so I actually showed up two weeks late. Um, but I, yeah, I just went to school there. I had three hours of lectures every day um, of the week, like every business day. And then like, that was it. So I could just go and do stuff on the weekends with my friends. Um, so Raglan, one of the top 10 left-hand breaks in the world was an hour east of where we were and then an hour west of where we were was just like a uh sweet little surf town that we went to all the time on the weekends um and then we had two week break after that and then i started the six week adventure program so i was actually caving sea kayaking whitewater kayaking rock climbing um mountain biking rappelling I'm not sure if there's, uh, I think that was it for that one. Um, but that was six weeks. Um, and then I just went back to four more weeks of school after that. 
Oh my gosh, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> That's amazing. It was pretty fun. So what was the name of the program, the adventure program that you did? Uh, ABS, Adventure Bible School, but it was just through like the Cape and Ray um, okay. program. Oh my gosh, wow. What was your favorite of all those activities? Whitewater kayaking. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you a big surfer? It sounds like maybe you're talking about surf breaks and stuff. Is that Yeah, I, I surf quite a bit. Um, I surfed more in Costa Rica than I did New Zealand, but yeah, I surfed quite a bit. Very cool. So in terms of the type of experience that was, I mean, it certainly sounds like a more independent way to start your gap year, or was this a, were either of these more structured experiences? It sounds like you had a good bit of freedom with them. Um, well, both of them were quite structured, obviously outward bound more than uh, New Zealand, but um, I literally, like, I was in school with 20 kids, and I lived with those 20 kids, like, the whole some, the whole time I was there. They, like, some people left and came um, as the different terms came. So, like, some people only did 10 weeks of school, or some people only did the ABS, or some people only did uh, the last 10 weeks of school or whatnot. Um, so, but it was mostly the same people, same staff, like, all one campus that we, like, could leave, but, like, there wasn't really much to do aside from go hang out. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh my gosh, that sounds like an incredible way to kick off your gap experience for sure. Um, and so was the adventure program then with those same 20 students or was it with different people? Um, I believe 11 of us were people that I already knew. And then I think uh, six people or eight people came in and then they were people that were new. Okay. Oh my gosh, what a unique experience. Um, very cool. And then how did you end up finding Outward Bound Costa Rica? It sounds like I know you said it was kind of last minute, but how did you find them and choose to pursue that program? Um, my mom was just looking all over for programs like the ABS program. Um, and Outward Bound was like the closest long-term thing to that. Um, so I mostly went, <laughs> to be completely honest, just to do the stuff, not really for the certifications, but the certifications were kind of an added bonus to that. Gotcha. And so I, from my understanding with their programming, it looks like there's two separate options. There's the outdoor leader semester and there's the coast to coast expedition. Which of those two did you do? I did the outdoor leadership semester. Um, the difference is just the hike. It's like 10 days versus 27. Um, and I partially tore my Achilles a while ago. Um, so I just couldn't, I wasn't even going to do the 10 day hike. Like I was going to, that was the last term or like section of the uh, course. So I was just going to go travel Costa Rica for quite a bit. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So um, yeah, I would love to just hear a little bit more about, you know, how long was the semester program with Outward Bound and what did the structure of that experience look like for you? Um, uh, so it was split up into phases. It was, and it was also a little tricky because of Nerona and everything. So my course was actually 42 days. Um, the OLS semester was supposed to be 65 and the coast to coast was supposed to be 85. Um, but we got sent home early because of like everything that's happening. Um, but so the first phase was the river phase. Um, and there we learned um, to whitewater raft and to guide and like the whitewater technician stuff that's like goes in with that. Um, and we basically like we didn't have our phones like at all. <laughs> so um, we just didn't know what we were doing day to day. Um, 
or they gave us like a little heads up maybe but it was mostly just today's the day here's what we're doing yeah keeps you present that's for sure <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> awesome awesome so the river section was first and that's like did you get certified to be a river guide yeah um so i'm a level three whitewater raft guide and then i'm a whitewater rescue technician and then i'm not sure if that one there's like there's seven certifications and one of them is like kind of in with the other so i think those are the only two for the river phase but oh my gosh amazing and what river were you on just out of curiosity i've been to costa rica and um we were on we started on the serapiki river then we went to the Pacuara, uh, which is like top 10 most beautiful rivers in the world. Yeah. Um, we ran that for like eight hours, eight and a half hours. And then we also did the Pejivaye, um, but we only ran that once because it was actually so low. Um, but then we got to run the Pacuara again, so that's okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I did the Pacuara when I was there. So um, yeah, some of my favorite rafting. That's That sounds amazing. Yeah. Cool. So then, yeah, what was the next phase after the river phase? Uh, surf phase, I believe. My memory is correct. Yeah, surf phase. Um, so we went to, I think, a total of three different uh, beaches. And then we would just surf for like four hours a day and get our lifeguard training in. Um, so we got lifeguard certifications as well. I think it was through Red Cross. Um. I'm not sure because there's basic life support and then there's lifeguarding. I'm not sure which one has multiple different overseeing groups or whatnot. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize how many certifications you, you can get on this program. I mean, that's amazing to put all of that on your resume. Yeah, a lot of people or a few of the people that I were with were like, yeah, there's like no other way you can get seven certs in this little time. In this amount of time? No kidding. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Okay, what came after surfing then? Um... We, so this where things started to get a little tricky. Um, so our schedule is kind of tossed around quite a bit, but we went to Panama um, to scuba dive and I got my scuba diving certification there. Um, but then we left early and actually only made it out by like five minutes <laughs> of the border because they were closing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just did that in Panama, um, and it was pretty fun and everything. Okay, so I guess maybe if, and I, I do want to talk about how COVID impacted your experience, obviously, but I guess what would have been your itinerary had COVID not cut your semester short? Like, what were the other certifications you would, would have gotten? Uh, we actually were able to get all of our certifications, but we weren't able to do a lot of this stuff. So, like, we were going to go on 14 more scuba dives. We only got eight. Um, we were gonna like wakeboard for like two more weeks because um, <laughs> this was also in Panama um, and then I also got my basic life support and uh, certification and then my recro certification which is recreational ropes and rappel operator um, yeah and so we that we were able to get that done it was just two and a half day course instead of four day course um, and that was just like, yeah, it was, it was good. It, like the Outward Bound did a really good job um, coping with the situation because we all learned everything and passed our certification tests and everything. Yeah. Um, but it was a little jumbled up at the end. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, as was everyone this spring, it was exactly. a really tough time to be 
I mean, to be traveling to be anywhere really, but, um, and so, yeah, where, is that all of the certifications or was there another one in there? Um, I believe that is it. I actually have them all on my desk. Um, yeah, so I'm a wilderness first responder. I think that's the one I missed actually. Okay. Scuba certified, um, whitewater technician, whitewater guide, and then rec row as well as scuba. Or I think I said scuba actually. Wow, that is amazing. And to get your wilderness first responder too, that's such a useful certification if you're doing anything, I guess, professionally in this field or in the outdoor, you know, industry. So Exactly. Exactly. Very cool. And that was actually my second phase now that I think about it. So it was like river, then we were at base for like a week and a half, just learning about that stuff. And then we headed out to the surf phase. Gotcha. Okay. And how many students were in that cohort with you? Um it was actually a really small class, so there was only five of us, um, and one of us evac'd. Um, but usually they have 10 or 15 people per course. Marisha, I imagine you got pretty close with your peers in that small of a group. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess just for you in terms of having the experience cut short, and I'm, um, you know, I know earlier this summer and such we talked to other students who were yeah, kind of evacuated in the midst of their programs because of COVID. I, I'm just curious, how was that experience for you? Um, and how did that kind of impact your gap year? Um, it really didn't do a whole lot. Um, like I said, I wasn't going to be doing the hike. Um, the only thing we missed out on was more scuba dives. And then we were going to go to different areas to actually learn rappelling. But we were all able to just do that with what we had. Um, but I was like, I just didn't get it where I wasn't able to travel Costa Rica and do some of the things that I had learned on that course afterward, uh, which I was planning to do with the time that I wasn't going to be hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just like it, it just all alter- made course a little unpredictable. So like, instead of doing a certain activity in Panama, we actually had to change plans like three or four times. And then, um, like we were going to stay there for two weeks longer and then we actually decided that we'd head back early and whatnot and it just kept changing. And then we were doing our technical test um, for scuba diving and we surfaced and the director uh, slash the scuba instructor um, was just like, yeah, Caleb, go grab the buoy and like super calm, like authoritative and everything. And I was just like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. So we just like pulled everything out of the water booked it over, um, packed everything up. Uh, so that day was actually stressful, but not like understandably so. It was just a lot of rushing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And so that was when Panama was closing their borders and. Uh-huh. So the police, we were in Bocas del Toro mm-hmm. um, and the police there were like going up and down the streets saying like, if you're a tourist, like you should probably get out of the country. Like we're going to be closing everything. Um, and so we there were two groups actually um there was my group and then there's another outward bound program called high ops which is the hurricane islands outward bound mm-hmm. um so we got dropped off on the main island and we started putting all our gear away all the scuba tanks and whatnot and then the director and our instructor went to go help the other group pack up uh while we were doing that oh my gosh that yeah that does sound stressful and intense in that moment i imagine and then were you able to go back into Costa Rica and stay there for like, how much longer was it until Costa Rica shut their borders? 
a week. So we had made it into Costa Rica border by five minutes from Panama. And then we unloaded all our gear out, um, like off the cars because we, we were waiting for our rides because they weren't able to get to us in time. Like, so we were just sitting at the border um, and we were eating dinner and our instructor was like, hey guys, we like wanted to wait till you got out of Panama, but we got to go and send you guys home in like a week. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So it was all very unexpected. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I mean, for everyone that all, um, we also had students in the field in the midst of that and it was so, everything was happening so quickly. It was, it was pretty, a pretty unprecedented time, obviously. Um, and so then just how was that coming back for you? I know, I mean, culture shock coming back from an experience like that can be challenging and reentry can be challenging regardless how was it coming back to the United States that was, as I recall at the time, you know, probably very different than what you'd left? Yeah, um, it was just quiet. Like, airports were empty. And as I said, I travel a lot. So I'm used to like airports and I know everything um, and how to get through them and such. And I just like, it was really easy because <laughs> there was just like nobody there. Um, but once I actually got back, yeah, it was just, it was masks were starting to become required and it was still the question of whether to wear gloves or not and stuff when you're getting gas or what and in the stores um so that was weird and then I also didn't have my phone for like most of New Zealand and most of Costa Rica so I just like wasn't used to having my phone again um but those were really the only two shocks like I quarantined and then I just got back on skating with my friends and we just skated every day. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And where are you from? Are you from the Colorado area? Yeah, I'm from Boulder. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. That makes more sense. Um, gotcha. Oh my gosh. I just, I, I can only imagine how that experience was and, you know, just changing everything so quickly. Um, were you planning to do anything else after Costa Rica? Like, what, did you have another kind of finale to your gap year or was that your last plan? Uh, yeah, so, um, at some point I was going to go back to New Zealand for like two weeks, um, cause I was, like I said, the Costa Rica was super last minute, um, so I had already made plans to go back and such, um, but then those got canceled, and then my best friend also was taking a gap year in Andorra, which is a very small country between Spain and France, uh, in the Pyrenees mountain range. Um, so I had gone to Europe with my sister and my dad before I went to New Zealand because my sister was in school there. Um, so then we like kind of coordinated while we were both there for a bit and we were going to plan another trip, uh, for the summer after, like before he went home. So he was living there for nine months and then we were going to travel for about a month and then we were going to fly home together. I was going to meet him out there. Oh gosh, that's so tough to... I know just having all those things you're looking forward to and then having to cancel them one by one, I'm sure is a huge letdown. Yeah, but such is life. I mean, I'm quite grateful because I mean, I still, my sister and everything is missing all her senior year and stuff, which to me doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but that's probably because I had my senior year. So yeah. <laughs> I know that's a good perspective to have on it. It's like when you're living it, it makes it so much more challenging and, um, you know, yeah, you did get to still have a lot of adventures on your gap year and that's amazing. And I think 
you know, I'd imagine that all of these experiences, at least from what, <laughs> what I'm seeing so far, I think it's teaching us all flexibility, if nothing else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. So, um, I'm also curious did, when you started your gap year, were you already, did you already have the plan in place to go to the school you're at now? Or was that something that developed during your gap year? Um, so that kind of developed during my gap year. Um, I actually want to go to CSU in Fort Collins. Um, because the kayaking out there is like ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's it's so cool. But I didn't. I wasn't able to like apply during early application because um, I was in New Zealand. So I didn't actually. Because my test scores are pretty high, but my GPA is like a three overall. Um, so I kind of needed early op to get into CSU. So I just decided to go to UCCS for a year or a semester to mountain bike and climb and everything, and then I'll make it up there next year. Okay, awesome. So did you apply to transfer or something? Yeah, I can transfer in January. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. If That's I have awesome. the grades, but Yeah. <laughs> well, Fort Collins, I've I've spent some time there and it's such a such a cool town and I did not know they had such great kayaking, but that certainly sounds like it would be a draw. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. Like my instructor in New Zealand, um, for the adventure program, the director of the adventure program, he took a trip to Colorado for like three weeks and we were talking, he's like, do you know where Fort Collins is? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, so this is coming from me. Like, this is my job is like the outdoor industry. And that's some of the best kayaking I've seen. And I was like, wow, I'm going there. Like, <laughs> that is fascinating. Yeah. Well, good to know. Um, I see why that, yeah, why that is appealing. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm also just curious in terms of the experiences you had during your gap time. How do you feel that has shaped what you're doing now or what you're studying, what you're doing with your free time, like what were the biggest kind of takeaways from that experience for you? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is where I wanted to go to school. Um, like I wanted to go to school in California just because I want to move back after college. Um, and I just didn't want to be in one area my whole life, like aside from the gap year. <laughs> but <laughs> I realized, like, I could not live without snowboarding. Like, I was surfing in New Zealand, like, traveling, doing all this stuff, and, like, literally all I could think about with some of my friends from Canada was skiing and surfing. Or snowboarding, sorry. Um, so that, I, like, I can't leave Colorado. Like, I have to be snowboarding this winter. <laughs> you have to be by the mountains. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, just, like, overall maturity. Like, I've, I kind of noticed it when I got back, but I was just, like, way different than when I left like my friends like they were I just noticed more things um and just kind of like yeah I don't know just being on the other side of the world like not knowing anybody for such a long time um was just a really cool experience for me and it like it wasn't necessarily uncomfortable but I could tell that I grew from the from the situation and stuff oh gosh that's awesome um and in terms of also just I guess the many certifications that you received in Costa Rica or any of those ones that you want to turn into a profession someday or like how are you going to utilize those in your life now? So I rock climb quite a bit. Um, so the rec row and such were really helpful in that as I can set up more um, anchors and such and I just have no more knowledge about like the ropes. Um, and like rappelling, I'll probably use with my friends and my family just because they will want to come climbing with me and such. And then wilderness first responder, helpful, of course. CPR, helpful, of course. Um, like basic life or sport. But the whitewater technician, 
really helped me for my kayaking. Um, I really wanted that one just because it's quite dangerous. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to be able to not die <laughs> or not help someone die, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have you considered like river guiding or anything like that as a summer job or? Yeah, I was just, I was offered a job um, to actually train the river guides this summer. Uh, we went whitewater ca- rafting for my dad's birthday. Um, and they kind of offered me a job, <laughs> but that's awesome. That was more towards the end of the season and everything. Um, yeah. And I just like didn't I didn't take it, but I might take it next year, um, because it actually sounds pretty sweet and it's like a pretty cool area that I visit often. Is that in Colorado? Yeah, so that's in Golden, which is probably like an hour from Boulder. Uh, like it's not quite Golden; it's past Golden, but. It's on the way to the mountains, um, so I have a like a townhome in Winter Park, and it was like 40 minutes from Winter Park. Gotcha. Yeah, so I would just be there. Very cool. Well, recreation is certainly not lacking in Colorado. You have a, a wonderful backyard to practice all of these skills in. Oh, yeah. Never ending. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, do you have any other words of advice or pieces of wisdom for any potential gappers out there? Um, I would just say, take a second to like, take it all in, like both in fact, like the experiences and also like what you're learning. So The Costa Rica experience for me was actually like one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my entire life, Um, not due to the curriculum and the activity, but due to the people. Um, Like we had a student that was stealing food from all of us the whole time um, that wasn't carrying stuff like that would skip out on dishes and whatnot. Um, And that was just really frustrating. Like I but. I was able to learn so much from that that I'd like see every day now, but like in the moment, I obviously didn't like it, but you like, it's the little things that the gap you just add up and up and up and you can just, it's like overall it was such a good experience. Like I would definitely do it again. Like totally worth it. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's, it's those little pieces of maybe it is. Yeah. The social interactions or learning to deal with people or this or that, that can be the biggest learning and growth opportunities that, yeah, I'm sure in the moment are the most frustrating thing you think you'll ever experience. Um, I'm guessing was that the student that was evacuated? Yeah, that was, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's challenging. And I imagine too, just being in a group that small can, you know, even if you do get really close, that I'm sure presents its challenges as well. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Oh, awesome. Well, Caleb, we really appreciate you taking the time to tell us a little bit more about your experiences today and the many adventures it sounds like you had on your gap year. I'm envious. I'm getting some, you know, travel fever a bit. Um, But thank you to everyone out there as well for listening. Uh, You can find Outward Bound Costa Rica online at outwardboundcostarica.org or on Facebook and Instagram at outwardboundcr. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio or online at gapyearradiopodcast.com. And you can email us your Gap Year questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. You can download our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can discover Gap Year Radio. So, Caleb, we have been in the past trying to sign off each podcast in a different foreign language. I we've we've heard Spanish a number of times. I imagine you picked up a little bit on your travels, but do you have any other fun? I don't know languages up your sleeve. Um, 
I mean, I'm trying to learn German because I want to live in Vienna, in Austria. Oh, cool. uh, like, I just went there, and it was better than Paris, better than Rome, like, better than every city I went to. Um, but, yeah, I took I took Spanish for six years in school, so I know, like, a decent amount. I'm just not that great at speaking it because grammar is really difficult. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. I definitely got to practice that in Costa Rica. Do you know how to say, like, thank you and goodbye in German? Um, like, no. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, thinking about it now. I don't. <laughs> that's okay. You, you, we, can, we can do it in Spanish if that's easier. Yeah. Um, just, like, thank you and goodbye, that's all. Yeah, sure. Uh, just gracias y adios o hasta luego is perfect <laughs> for you. Awesome, Caleb. We'll really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great, um, a great fall season. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>